Bonjour and good morning. You are listening to the Tuesday morning show on CKUT 90.3 FM. It is currently 7 a.m. on the 26th of May 2020. CKUT is a non-profit campus community radio station based at McGill University in Montreal, Quebec. Hear us 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, at 90.3 MHz on the FM dial, 91.7 by cable, or online at www.ckut.ca. CKUT's FM signal broadcasts from the Candelabra Tower, on the top of Mount Royal, with an affected radiated power of 4,946 watts. Our offices are located at 3647 University Street. Call us on air at 514-448-4013, and find the playlist on Instagram, at ckut.tuesday. It was time to go to the party. Everybody took a long cleansing shower and put on their special party clothes. It was going to be a wonderful and exciting occasion. Everybody had been looking forward to it all week. It kept them going, just thinking about what a wonderful time they were all going to have. The promise of the party almost made everybody's living conditions bearable. The boredom, the anxiety, the despair, the pain, the pain, the pain. It was all bearable this week because there was going to be a party.
CKUT 90.3 FM, the Tuesday morning show. Every Tuesday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. That's CKUT 90.3 FM in Montreal or CKUT.ca online. We are here again, joined today again with my good buddy Colin Bancroft. That's Hi, you. Scott. Hey, Colin. How are you? How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing spectacular. It is about 1.20 p.m. on Saturday. It's beautiful out. I'm kind of ha- like doing this earlier than we have been doing them. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's morning for it's you. It's cool that it's nice there and it's nice here. First time ever. First time ever. First time over the summer. I have to say I'm excited about today's show. Oh, I am excited. Colin, I have I'm very excited to be able to give this to you. Today <laughs> we are interviewing no longer a clown, but an expert in clowning. An expert on clowns. A friend of a friend um, set this up for me. Or no, my friend uh, is friends with uh, our interviewee, Vanessa. And she runs a clown festival in Montreal. And she is very knowledgeable about clowns. And Colin, I know that you, my friend, love clowns. Yeah, I love clowns. And I would have to say that I'm a novice. I'm not very knowledgeable in them, so I'm in, I'm excited to uh, to learn. You know. Yeah, definitely. What what got you into clowns, Colin? Like, do you remember? Oh man, I don't know. I think that like I think I just found because where it all stems from is like collecting tchotchkes. Mm-hmm. which is very I don't know sometimes I'm like god I have so much stuff and other times I'm like this is cool stuff people always enjoy it when they come over and they're looking at it but I just collect sad clowns yeah your house is full of clown memorabilia <laughs> so it's usually like weird looking clowns not, not usually happy clowns unless they're like I don't know, some kind of weird like painting that someone's grandma did and then it ends up in a thrift store. Mm-hmm. But mostly sad clowns. Emmett Kelly, Emmett Kelly Jr. Who was Emmett Kelly? He was a performer in the De- Depression era. I think Ringling Brothers? Don't quote me on that. But he was a sad clown and he had a lot of little sticks like sweeping up a spotlight. You know, and then the spotlight would get smaller and smaller and smaller until he swept it. And he would just be always sad. And, um, I'm not sure if he was one of the originals that did the sad clown makeup, but his son, Emmett Kelly Jr., as far as I know, I could be wrong on this, but uh, it's a faux pas to copy another clown's makeup, but he used his dad's to kind of carry on his legacy, and it was like a big no-no in the clown world. Yeah, interesting. Well, yeah, I and 
I met Kelly, he definitely, you're right, he was suppression era because his like hobo clown get up reflected the times really. Um, yeah, yeah. Very hobo clown. Well, I want to talk to you more about clowns um, before we interview um, Vanessa at about in about 45 minutes or so. Uh, but for now, let's uh, play a little bit more music and uh, when we come back on air, I'm going to ask you some more clown questions. Let's Not do it. Now. Yeah. Okay. You're listening to CKUT 90.3. tell you about this clown. He used to raise a sweat every night out on that stage and just wouldn't stop. That's how hard he worked. He was trying to make people laugh. He used to have this cute little gimmick where he had a seal follow him up and down a stepladder, blowing Columbia the gem of the ocean on a B-flat Sears Roebuck model 1322A plastic bugle, a real cute act. But they didn't laugh. Ah, you know, 
few little things here and there, but not really. And he was booking out in all these tank towns, playing the Rotary Club and the Kiwanis Club and the American Legion Hall. And he just wasn't making it. And he had all these wonderful things going on inside of him, all these greens and yellows and all these oranges. He's a real happy guy. And all he wanted to do was to make people laugh. That's all he wanted out of this world was to make people laugh. And then something began to grow. Something that just wasn't good began to grow inside of this guy. to trouble this clown. You know, little things, little things once in a while would happen that would make that crowd begin to move, but they were never the right things. Like, for example, the time the seal got sick on the stage, all over the stage, the crowd just, just broke up, you know, little things like that, and they weren't supposed to be in the act, and they weren't supposed to be funny. This began to trouble him, began to bother him. This little thing began to grow inside. All those greens and all those oranges, all those yellows, they just weren't as bright as they used to be. And all he wanted to do was to make that crowd laugh. That's all he wanted to do. There was this one night in Dubuque when he was playing this Rotary Club. All these dentists, and all these druggists, all these postmen sitting around, and they were a real cold bunch. Nothing was happening. He was leaving the stage when he stumbled over his ladder and fell flat on his face, just flat on his face. And he stands up, he's got this bloody nose. He looks out at the crowd and that crowd is just rolling on the floor. He's just knocked him flat out. This begins to trouble him even more. And he begins to see something, he begins to see something.
a set of football pads, a yellow helmet with red stripes, hired a girl who dropped a five-pound sack of flour on his head every night from maybe 20 feet up. Oh, man, what a bit. That just broke him up every night. But not like the buke. And all those colors, all those yellows, all those reds, all those oranges, a lot of gray in there now. A lot of blue. And all he wanted to do was to make this crowd laugh. That's all he wanted out of this world. They were laughing, all right. Not like Dubuque, but they were laughing. And the dough started to come in. He was playing the big towns, Chicago, Detroit. And then it was Pittsburgh one night. Real fine town, Pittsburgh, you know. About three quarters way through his act, a rope broke. Down came the backdrop, right on the back of the neck. And he went flat. And something broke. This was it. It hurt way down deep inside. He tried to get up. He looked out at the audience. And you, sh man, you should have, you should have seen that crowd. It was rolling in the aisle. This was bigger than Dubuque. This was bigger than Dubuque. He really had him going. Well, this was it. This was the last one. This was the last one. 
This was the last one. He knew now. Man, he really knew now. But it was too late. And all he wanted was to make this crowd laugh. Well, they were laughing. But now he knew. That was the end of the clown. And you should have seen the bookings coming. Man, his agent was on the phone for 24 hours. The Palladium. MCA. William Morris. But it was too late. He really knew now. He really knew. KUT 90.3 FM, the Tuesday morning show. Every Tuesday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. 90.3 on the FM dial, CKUT.ca online, Montreal. And it is Tuesday, May 26. It's probably about 7.40 a.m. for you guys right now. We are remote broadcasting from home with a pre-record so it's Saturday for us. Hey, Colin. I'm joined here by my friend, Colin. Colin. Hello. Hey, Scott. We're approaching our big interview, my friend. Yes. Is there anything... Uh, bear in mind that I think Vanessa's experience in Connie... I, actually, I, I don't really want to... I don't want to totally say with affinity because I'm not totally sure, but, you know... Not so much like birthday party kind of thing. It's a bit more. Uh, Cirque Day is still late. Yeah, I think so. But is there any? Are there any questions you'd like? Are there? Is there anything that you hope to find out at the at the interview today? Um. No, I just. I'm just interested in the in the life of the in and out life of a clown. Yeah, yeah. Or a former clown, I should say. Because mm-hmm. it seems like such a interesting way of life. You know what I mean? Even yeah. if it isn't working at birthday parties. Mm-hmm. I did want to know whether or not they could eat birthday cake. <laughs> if it was a birthday clown. I'm sure they can. I want, I want to, I'm interested in like the economics of, I mean, COVID-19 aside, I'm, I'm sure like every other industry, they're hit particularly hard, but that aside, I wonder. Well, what, sure. It's a performer, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I wonder what it's like to be a professional clown in the modern day, what your typical gigs are like and how it's been affected by a lot of the representation of clowns in the media, how much it has changed with you know the penny wises and the yeah. scary clowns and stuff like that yeah there's a um oh man i just forgot the name of it it's like 
Junko the Clown or something. There's this documentary on Hulu about this clown that people hire to scare their children. Hmm. Really? And it's a real guy who put who put uh, uh, flyers up all over town and stickers. And it, was, it put his real phone number. And parents would call them when their kids would misbehave and be like, I'm going to put you on the fo- on the phone with this clown, which was like, I mean, in the movie, you'd have to watch it. They, they interview uh, like child psychologists and stuff. And they're like, this is a form of child abuse. Yeah, this absolutely. is tormenting a child. Psychologically, this is going to cause damage. Totally. That sounds terrifying. Yeah, and they play they play uh, clips from the parents like because the guy just gets phone calls nonstop. And they play clips of uh, the voicemails that he gets, and it's basically the parents are like, "Oh, it's wrinkles, wrinkles the clown." That's what the movie's called, and that's what his name is. And they say, "Wrinkles the clown is gonna come get you if you don't start acting right." Wow, what era is this? This is now current day current yeah this okay. just happened like 2019 the movie was made wow that's shocking in that like i mean i i would expect it or i don't know if it's, i would be less surprised if this like happened in like the 70s but the fact that it's oh, happening yeah. in modern day when i maybe i'm just overly educated and in my little bubble but i thought that people would pretty much agree that that's abusive <laughs> oh yeah well the thing is um it is in the south <laughs> it's in florida which we all know florida is a God, florida. Florida for canadians yeah florida is a is a it's a little weird part of the united states <laughs> yeah florida man you could say that <laughs> <laughs> well we'll leave on that note well We'll talk in, um, I think, 15, maybe 20 minutes, and when we, we'll bring a guest on air. You are listening to CKUT 90.3, right, Colin? Yes, sir. All right.
KUT 90.3. You're listening to the Tuesday Morning Show. Every Tuesday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Folks, you just heard July with My Clown. And yes, a lot of the songs today are clown-related, either by lyrical content or by album cover art. And that is because... We are interviewing what I would say is an expert in clowning. Our interviewee runs a festival each year in Montreal uh, for clowns and definitely is more knowledgeable in modern day clowning than myself or my co-host Colin here. So This is true. It's true. And we are about 15 minutes away from that interview for folks, so stay tuned. Just quickly before that, if you want to find this playlist for today, you can go on to Instagram and find the account CKUT.Tuesday. I'll post the whole thing there. 
And let's just get back. We'll talk to you in 15 minutes for our interview, folks.
Excuse me? No fries, man. Oh, well, must be out then. All right, well, then, uh, give me a large double slam nope. and... What? Can't do it. Why not? No meat. No meat? No meat, man, damn. All right, then, uh, I'll take a salad, then. You better grow yourself one. What's that? We ain't got no damn salad, man. Well, then, what the hell do you have? We got the dog beats. Oh, yeah, the dog beats, huh? Yep. Alright, well then I'll take order of that to go then. In the city posse got the dog beats, I see Pete. We got the dog beats. No, you don't stop with the funk from the old days. Start nodding your head as the beat plays, yo. The ICP has got the dog beats. In the city posse and we playing for keeps. And I know that you're liking this funk. Cause I can hear my voice coming out the trunk of your ride. Don't take me for a sucker. You'll even unattended, I'ma take the mother <laughs> Two to the D to the OPE Hitting O3 with the ICP I like bass, treble and the temp stuff Throw a kick it in the back of a scepter bus With that 40 or oh, that straw bull Shooting craps in the back of the liquor store And I'm hitting, and we'll keep it at that You all joke, now I'm too dope for that Rolling and I'm headed for the clock Park Just finished shooting eight with the dark shark Seen the freak with the bright white tank top Keep rolling cause I know I'll see my bank drop Oh boy, if you wanna keep your riches, stay the hell away from that more money. From the trucks to the fuckers to the jeeps. The ICP has got the dog beats. Oh yeah! Drop the dogs! I'm the general wheel, six pack in the back and a thousand. Keep the sounds up, five skate one thousand. Two dope, gotta keep his own style. Whole make kick a box, four tennis posse peak. Make the whole car hop when we let the bass drop. Inner city posse got a bad breath. Like my man on the crutches took a big step. And I can't stand a neighborhood madness. So I smell chin like Rocky Dennis. Bass in the car, something stacked. I know you hear me booming in Pontiac. Everyone's braver when the bass rock, so I got a little something in the glove box. Long black hair with a white rag. 40 cent baby on a brown bag. Jump steady, rude boy, Nate the Mac. Chilling by my side, cause my posse's stacked. I know I'm getting famous, just think for a minute. Stole the car radio, and my tape was in. Songs bring our life to the streets. The ICP got the dark beats. Oh, yeah. Inner city posse got the dog beats. Inner city posse got the dog beats. Inner city posse and the dog beats. Waiting at the light as my bass thumps. And I'm getting jocked by these local chumps. They point, they wave, they stare, they look. I've been jocked so hard I can write a book. Follow J down with the pimp daddies. Follow J down with the pimp daddies. Follow J down with the pimp daddies. Smooth plush rides in the velvet caddy. All the way live down to Jefferson. In a city posse got the best of them. Okay, folks, CKUT 90.3. It is almost that time, five minutes, until we learn a lot more about clowns, modern day clowns. This is not a joke. This is out of genuine interest for me and my co-host here for take Colin. 
Our interview comes on in five minutes. And we will learn about some clowns. CKUT 90.3 FM, and you're listening to the Tuesday Morning Show. That's every Tuesday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m., as always, folks. 
and we are now joined here for the interview that we have been waiting for all morning with a very special guest, Vanessa, who is going to talk to us um, about clowns and clowning in general. But I, I won't give too much away. Let's bring our guest on air. Hi, Vanessa. Can you hear us? I can hear you. Awesome. I can hear you very well as well. Thank you Great. so much. <laughs> You're welcome. For joining us today. Just so a little introduction again. As of course we've been speaking, I'm Scott, and then over here is uh, my host for today, Colin. Hey, Colin. Hey, Scott. <laughs> Hi, Vanessa. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Great. So, uh, yeah, Vanessa, as I mentioned, you we're especially my friend Colin here is been very genuinely authentically very into clowns for a lot of his life i used to live with colin and he keeps a lot of clown memorabilia in the household <laughs> um but on that note can you give us a little background about yourself and i guess um your work with uh clowning in general what it involves sure um I really am digging this background music, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. This is totally the, the Tuesday labor. morning. Yeah. This is the Tuesday morning show brand. <laughs> um, it works well for a Saturday afternoon recording as well. Um, so my background in clown started in 2003. I moved to Paris, France to study theater, and I ended up finding Clown. I say that I stumbled upon it. It kind of like found me. Um, I was studying with a, a kind of theater and clown master named Philippe Gaulier. And um, like any kind of trade and craft, there's a few well-known masters out there. He was one of them that I'd kind of heard about. And uh, it, was, it was really just an introduction. And when I got back to Canada, I was living in Winnipeg at the time, um, I started to kind of incorporate clown with performance art and all kinds of shenanigans um, in art galleries and in theater spaces and stuff like that. And then um, I took a workshop by John Turner, who is another master, he's a Canadian clown teacher and he teaches um, a genre called pachinko clowning and that's kind of a really neat blend of, of mask making, physical impulse work and really like kind of getting to know yourself and your own <laughs> and and your own inner craziness that you can't control <laughs> and just letting it go. But I've, I've studied with him quite a bit and um, from there when I moved to Montreal about 10 years ago. Uh, I started a clown festival five years ago, so that's just to, to kind of give all the clown artists and, and circus and, and you know, as, as Montreal is kind of known as a circus capital of the, of the world, uh, or one of them at least, uh, there's a lot of clowns and off-duty clowns that aren't touring and we thought let's, let's bring this together mm. and create a festival, so mm -hmm. we've done that. And what, what does the festival... I guess, what is it, since we've never been, what is a typical festival like, I guess? Yeah, um, the Clown Festival is called the Montreal Clown Festival, <laughs> Le Festival des Clowns de Montréal. We like to go by the French name, it's sexier, of course. Oh, it sounds way cooler. 
Yeah. <laughs> and um, we founded a company called MTL Klun. Um, it's an official nonprofit. And uh, the first year was really fly by the seat of your pants kind of thing. We've, we've had a good time doing it at Mainline Theater, just above Seagull's Market on Saint Laurent, a kind of indie theater that is also the, the Fringe Festival headquarters. So um, they have two spaces in there and we've programmed uh, a variety of, of clown genres and, uh, and shows. So some, we'll, we'll try and have a couple of headliners in and then we'll do uh, kind of packages of, of duos and trios and try and put together really uh, interesting um, kind of, yeah, curate kind of, uh, you know, surprising and interesting shows that people might not have thought this was clown or trying to introduce audiences to a wider range of, of what clown can be because sure there's your birthday party clowns which we try and <laughs> really you know debunk and, and expand on and, and clowns are really for adults too they're they can be nasty they can be buffon they can be political uh they can be um funny i hope <laughs> and uh yeah there's a, you know like i mentioned there's like the the kind of more european background there's the more canadian uh, pachenko kind of style uh and then yeah. there's all kinds of um people that we're connecting with uh down in the states there's uh a little place in in paris uh is it maine maybe uh Anyway, one of the eastern states, and they they have a little place um, that is is a clown training ground for eccentric clowns. So Avner, the eccentric, and Iman, who is now living in California, she was one of our headliners last year, and she was really cool. She like she actually has a, a PhD in astrophysics and was born in cool. like the yeah. Basque country in, in in France, and then but also grew up in the Russian circus with her parents and so ended up like being this natural clown. Wow. <laughs> so we're just, we're bringing together people from, and clowns from all over the world really. Our applications mm -hmm. are so inspiring to get mm -hmm. a lot of What was South their name? America. Sorry. Uh, Iman Lizarazu. Ah. We'll have to get that from you. Maybe in writing after the interview, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling he's going to have trouble. <laughs> yeah, you I can run to our, <laughs> You can run to our website too, mtlclownfest.com, and uh, we have all of our past artists listed as well. Okay, oh, cool. and MTL Clowns. MTLclowns.com? Yeah, that should be it. Okay. So uh, just. Following up on, you kind of mentioned debunking the birthday clown kind of, you know, stereotype. And yeah. I imagine in like modern era, you must have to do a lot of debunking stereotypes. What with like the Pennywises and like the representations of clowns in the mainstream media has gotten like so dark. Uh, yeah, I think that like clowns in general, obviously very niche area, and uh, there's only so much that we can do uh, to kind of, you know, the best that we can do as a festival and an organization is to put on good shows and program quality work, uh, which we've had no problem doing and it's a lot of fun. Uh, around 
those movies that come out with it and Joker, uh, all of a sudden that's when the media starts to get interested and they're they're like you know scouring the internet. And they're like, oh, Montreal clowns, like they'll be able to talk about this. And like, I'm in no way <laughs> an expert on on horror uh, movies and society and psychopaths like that's what you want to talk about you actually don't want to talk about clowns because that's not a clown mm -hmm. and it's really sad that you know there's a lot of fear around the red nose there's a lot of fear around um people in masks and and you know i i think it's not worth my energy to like go into that and um try mm -hmm. and try and be the the person that that turns everything around because people are going to think what they think right and we're just gonna we're just gonna do the best we can and show them some some real clown real mm -hmm. clowning totally mm -hmm. and hopefully I, that'll be the thing that kind of actually turns them around yeah i think so um the more exposure and the more you learn about it are you guys i mean i imagine with i mean every industry is being affected right now um with covid 19 um, so the festival that you run, is it, is it in the summer usually, or? And it's usually it in the fall. Yeah. In the fall. Yeah, I mean, we were really hoping that we could, we could, we'd be past it. But as you know, week by week, things started to develop rather quickly. And it became apparent that we don't want to be the ones to be like, hey, follow us. We're clowns. You can trust us. You'll be safe here, you know, and it's really not, um, going to be viable for us to do like a, a distance festival uh, with you know two people in the audience like I mentioned it's a niche market it's hard enough for us to get a good healthy sized audience in this festival city because there's always stuff going on in Montreal um, so we've made the decision to you know to put this this year on hold it was going to be our fifth year celebration and we we're actually going to be trying to <laughs> to use that fifth birthday party not your not your kids, not your five-year-olds. I don't know. We're still working on something. <laughs> uh, but yeah, sadly, we're not going to be doing a festival this year. Um, we've had to tell all the applicants, and we had, like I mentioned, so many from around the world uh, applying, which shows that there's really a need mm -hmm. um, for this kind of festival. Um, but every all the artists involved were so uh, awesome and uh, are really supportive as well. And so hopefully, you know, when we are able to come back, like most events, whether it be music or performing arts, like we're, we're just going to be ready to go. And it's, it's going to be a beautiful, beautiful thing. The world needs clowns right now. You know, yeah, like... <laughs> sure. Yes, we need some laughter and some entertainment. Um, yeah. In our last kind of five minutes with you, I know you have to go soon. Um, I was wondering if we could, obviously, if you don't know an answer, you can just let us know. But can we, we were wondering if we could ask you a few questions. Um, okay. And see if we can, and things that we're interested in anyways. I mean, Colin and I have kind of talked about what we know about um, professional clowning is that clowns used to always have their own kind of like signature makeup style. And you weren't allowed to like, you know, take someone else's makeup style. And I saw this really cool interview, uh, gal I didn't see in person, but there was this really cool gallery show in London a few years ago where they showcased, apparently back in the day, clowns used to patent their makeup style on eggs. 
and that was kind of their way to say like this is my this is proof that I made this style of makeup and this gallery show in London had all these eggs that were painted with clown makeup that they had were able to I guess collect and, and show but I guess the question is is that still a um, is that still a kind of a, a rule in professional clowning? Well, I, I have not heard of anybody painting eggs, but I think that's such a clown <laughs> thing to do. Like, I love it. I love kind of thinking about, like, you know, somebody else, you know, does something similar and one clown being just so mad at, at themselves for, for, for doing something so, you know, passable that they just chuck the egg at the wall to, like, work out the window. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I've actually never heard of that. That's really cool. And I'm certainly, I don't, I don't purport to, like, pass myself off as a real clown expert of practice mm -hmm couple times and I'm definitely uh, a, a big promoter and producer of the festival but um, what I know is that you know there's there's different histories right so from the American circus um, you know there's different circuses that had their their own clowns and I can imagine that that would be really important for those styles like um, you know uh, the sad clown the archetypes like there's that's for me there's there's still like a very there's roots in like the, and, and kind of a, a European clowning as well with the with that but if you go down to you know watch some old YouTube clips of whatever Grok or uh, Emmett Kelly and you know you kind of really have those identifying makeups um, Cirque du Soleil for sure uses a lot of makeup in a different way and all the artists no matter if you're an acrobat or a clown they do their own makeup but there's that's part of that that costume and that design and that patent for sure mm -hmm. so that's definitely something that might have come out of that that egg yeah. lineage um, yeah and I know in pachinko clowning as well you use a lot of color but it's not necessarily aesthetic it's more of a, a abstract kind of part so uh, yeah right mm -hmm. well vanessa thanks so much for getting on the on the show today to kind of share with us your experience and knowledge around this matter and this is definitely an interview that we've really been looking forward to doing um been really fun well i I hope that I made some sense of, of this really wild and wacky world of clowning and I hope to see you guys at the festival when we finally uh, make it happen in a couple of years. Absolutely, I'll, I'll be there. And for people that do, after this interview, want to get to know more about um, your festival and the work, what website can they go to again? Um, it's mtlclown.com. Uh -huh. Okay mtlclown.com. Awesome. Well, thanks again so much, Vanessa. You're so welcome. Okay. And uh, I'll send you later, I'll send you that article about the, the gallery show with the clown face paint eggs. That'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, before we go, I just want to yeah. let you know that the website, I believe it's mtlclownfest.com. mtlclownfest.com. Can we get a fact checker on that? Yeah, Colin, can we get a number crunch on that? I'm just <laughs> I can do it right now. Yeah, uh, mtlclownfest.com. Mtlclownfest.com. It works. Oh. It's a real website. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to confirm or deny right now. That's it. Yep, I'm on the page. Loading the page. Loading, don't give me a 4-4. 
yeah, that's it. Le Festival de Clown de Montreal. Confirmed. Nice. We'll share that with our listeners as well. All right. Well, stay safe out there. Have a great summer. You too. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Vanessa. We'll, we'll be in touch. Bye. 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 All right, folks. You just heard our interviewee, Vanessa, who runs the Montreal Clown Festival. And if you want to find that, again, it's mtlclownfest.com. And I hope you enjoyed that. And in the meantime, let's get into some more clown-related music. Does that sound good to you, Colin? Heck yes, brother. Oh, I forgot to mention this to Vanessa. This, the song we're about to play right now is uh, called Kathy's Clown, and she recommended it to me. Oh, nice. <laughs> You're listening to CKUT 90.3 FM. Who was riding high till a pretty girl rode him to 
kid knows where to find me I'm Bandy the Rodeo Clown In the riding and the roping I was closing in on number one Now in dreams at night I ride On that silver saddle I never won Since she left me the whiskey Takes me to the rodeo grounds Where the cowboys think I'm handy I'm Bandy the Rodeo Clown I could ride them all The bulls in the Bronx knew I was boss But the ride that woman took me on Broke a whole lot more than this old cowboy's bones While the tears on my makeup Melts my painted smile into a frown The crowd thinks I'm a dandy I'm Bandy the Rodeo Clown I could ride them all The Bulls and the Bronx knew I was boss But the ride that woman took me on this old cowboy's bones While the tears on my makeup Melts my painted smile into a frown The crowd thinks I'm a dandy I'm Bandy the Rodeo Clown
Okay, folks, that was our interview with Vanessa, who runs the Clown Montreal Clown Festival. And I think we learned a lot on that call. Colin, what do you think? I think I learned a lot. Are you are you happy that we did that? Yes. <laughs> well, you had just heard as well. You just heard Ko's Busadara with Poor Clown. Before that, Mo Bandy with Bandy. The Rodeo Clown. Ooh. Mm-hmm. By the way, if you see your mom this weekend, would you be sure and tell her... Satan! Satan! Oh. Satan! <laughs> <laughs> Let's turn it up, folks. <laughs> uh, that's right. Every song we're playing today is clown-related. This is the Butthole Servers with Sweat Loaf. The album art is a clown on it. Okay. Surfers. I I hope we don't lose a lot of listeners in this little stretch here because we're about to just amp it up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Colin, I hope that that inform that interview for you was informative. I think Vanessa is fantastic interviewee, and I enjoyed that thoroughly. One of my favorite interviews I think that I've done. Nice. Yeah, that was good cool <laughs> all right i guess let's just get back to the music then we'll talk to you in a little bit colin okay
KUT 90.3, listening to the Tuesday morning show. It's every Tuesday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. 90.3 FM on the 
On the FM dial, folks, CKT.ca online. That's right. You were listening to the Tuesday morning show, and you just heard the Warlock Pinchers with Island of the Misfit Toy Boys. Before that, Butthole Surfers with Sweat Loaf. Those two songs both have clowns on the cover arts, folks. And that is the theme for today because we just had a very special interview with Vanessa, who runs the Montreal Clown Festival and definitely taught us a lot about modern day clowning. Isn't that right, Colin? It is correct. Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that there was... uh, I mean, I I think I kind of knew there was like a European-style and an American-style clowning. But I didn't know there was a Canadian-style Pachenko clowning. Yeah, yeah. I uh, wrote that down so I could look it up. Yeah. I knew about the uh, European, at least the France style. Hmm. You know what, from? This is kind of sad to say. Um, the show that Zach Galifianakis made, Baskets. Okay. He I- goes to clown school in France. Oh, really? He's classically trained. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I've, I've heard that clown school is really expensive. Oh, yeah, I don't know. But I, I don't know either. I, I guess I could have asked that, but it, it didn't come to mind. I don't think she went to clown school. Did she? she didn't, I don't think. Either. No, she said she studied in France. Yeah, with the, but... And maybe it's not clown school. I have no idea. I don't know what I'm talking about. As as if, as with every other week, we just we we end up in a place where Scott is talking about something that he has no authority to talk about. <laughs> Colin, what's yeah, your favorite that's... what's your favorite clown memorabilia in your house? Oh man. It's probably a painting that your ex-girlfriend gave me (laughs) fair but it's one of the best ones I have that's tight was I there for that yeah I think that you guys got it together you were in California I think okay okay it's like (laughs) a little kid sad clown oh yeah we got that the Long Beach flea market yeah but yeah it was a really a really good one like a painting that like just someone did it's like an oil painting nice all right well well i'll send it to me and i'll post it on to the the instagram account okay okay you're listening to ckut 90.3 
Oh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listening to the Tuesday Morning Show, every Tuesday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m., 90.3 FM on the, well, FM dial, I never really get that right, 90.3 on the FM dial, ckut.ca online. We are closing out the show, we got about 10 minutes left here. You had just heard Beastie Boys with I don't know. Before that, Vitreous Humor, Why Are You So Mean to Me? I played both of those a couple weeks ago, I think, but I wanted to play them again. And before that, Eric Copeland, Rip It. And we started off the set with, uh, well, actually, I told you that song. If you want to find that full playlist, go ahead and feel free. Go to, you know, Instagram, that app. And uh, find the handle, ckut.tuesday. That's the Tuesday morning show. And I'll post the whole thing there for you. And, you know, go ahead. I'm not huge on the self-promotion here, but go ahead and hit that follow and engage with us. I like to engage. I like to know who's listening. You know? Follow back. Dude, I follow back. I always follow back. If it's not a bot, I follow back. (laughs) Uh, well, Colin, uh, we're approaching the end of the air. I like this song. You should play this for two I, hours. I felt like <laughs> I felt like it was apt. You know, the song it's it's by this weird musician that I play a lot from instrumentals. Um, but it's called the Main Street Electrical Parade. So I was like, it's kind of. Makes sense. Our clown theme today. Yes. Uh, yeah, the last two songs I got from that skate video that I was freaking out about like a month ago. The oh, that's right. What with, was the video? Uh, it's by that guy Daniel Dent. It's called With the Apple. It's not like. Oh it's yeah. It's definitely like all this frog skateboard, the frog skateboarders, but it's not like a frog skateboards official video. I don't think. But it has, like, mm, yeah. Chris Millick in it and stuff. Love that guy. Dude, yeah, he's really Not good. that I know him. I love his skateboarding. Just it's for all of you listeners. <laughs> Colin's not trying to name drop or anything like that. <laughs> I've been skateboarding a lot this week, Colin. You have? Yeah, I've gone every day. I During the work week, my lunch break, I go to the skate park. And this morning before the show, I went... Oh, awesome! Let's I'm get trying. To I'm trying to get, you know, good. I'm trying to be able to just do stuff. Yeah, it's, dude, it's it's frustratingly hard. Like I feel like uh, I've not improved in my skateboarding in a long time at all. It's, yeah. it's like I don't one of those do. things that you kind of just like. I don't know. For me, it's like. I either have to push myself really hard, fall and get hurt to get better, or I just stay the same. That's what I feel like for me too. I feel like it's all psychological stuff. Just like being scared to actually try to commit to something. Yeah. But. Cause it's scary dude. Falling on concrete hurts a lot. Mm-hmm. I wish, I wish I just had my buddies like you to I feel like when I'm with my friends, I try harder. 
Yeah, yeah skating alone isn't. I mean, it's definitely not like a team sport. You know what I mean? Skating is like for yourself, but it's so much more fun when you have friends there because it's not like you're skating every minute of the day that you're skating. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of camaraderie and hanging out, mm. high fiving your dogs when they land a sick trick. <laughs> The most wholesome part of skateboarding is when one person lands the trick and then they all give each other hugs. Yeah, wasn't Veronica saying that to us the other day? She's like, I love watching skate videos because the guys all just are so happy (laughs) whenever one of their friends lands something. Yeah. And it is true. Especially Mm -hmm. if you're there and you're witnessing it. In a skate video, you just see the guy land a trick and then everyone's freaking out. But behind the scenes, he could have been trying that trick for a hundred times for four mm-hmm. hours straight. Cause it's like a, it's one of those diseases, you know, or you know what I mean? It's like a disease. Curse of addiction of wanting to addiction. get to try to get the trick to keep skating. You just get into like, for instance, um, my roommate who I skate a lot with and we're like kind of filming a video right now. Um, we'll take turns filming for each other. And we went to, skate park or not skate park just a spot the other day and we got there and he i didn't even skate he tried a trick for three hours straight and never even landed it and then that was it like we just left <laughs> Dang. but it's just how it goes you just get into that yeah you know what i find very like impressive and also it just gives me faith in humanity and and among the many rules of, of unspoken rules of skateboarding or unwritten rules yeah. there's that whole thing with like skateboarding photography that you can't publish the photo of somebody doing a trick unless they landed it because oh, you yeah. could you could feasibly get a picture of somebody in midair doing a trick and then they could have not landed at it, but you wouldn't be able to tell from the photo. But there's sure. this rule among skateboarding photographers in the industry in general, that you don't publish a photo unless they get it. And there's some gray area, some photographers have talked about like, they have this great photo of somebody doing a trick over a stair set. And just on that attempt, you know, they didn't land it, but the photo was great but maybe they landed it after they came back later and landed it mm-hmm. and there's like some gray areas around it like okay well he technically did do the trick so i'll just i'll use the photo even though on this yeah. particular photo he didn't make the trick yeah but, because yeah that is the gray area i think because skateboarding is so funny in that sense of like oh it took me 40 trans 40 uh tries to land this and maybe the one that the photographer got, the land, maybe he was like a second off and it doesn't look as good. Mm-hmm. So you just use the one that looks the best. Mm-hmm. But you still landed the trick. Mm-hmm. You can't use it if, you can't use the photo if you didn't land it. Mm-hmm. And I would even go as far as to say is not, you can't use that photo from that day if you had to come back to get the, the make. I've read some interviews photographers saying they've done that. And it is kind of a sticky, a sticky uh, point, but it, I'm impressed in general, like, given, like, skateboarding has got quite corporate, 
And I'm impressed mm-hmm. that people still stick to those principles, though. They're not just like... Oh, they, yeah. You, someone could take a photo of some sick-looking trick that the person didn't actually land, and they could still publish it. But as far as I know, my outsider view, people don't do that. Oh, no. Just, yeah, I mean, if that was the case, then you could just go and, you know, ollie down a tense there but kick out and then you got the <laughs> photo oh it looks cool and then you just leave <laughs> yeah yeah well let's it's uh, the same with oh sorry no, go, ahead. go ahead go ahead oh no i was just gonna say it's the same with filming like if someone uh takes a like a iphone clip of you filming an actual trick if you're putting out a video then uh it's a faux pas to post that that clip on the internet mm-hmm. if it's a clip they on the you know actual camera for the actual video mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. you have to kind of yeah i've heard people navigate around that stuff i've heard people yeah say they don't yeah and and i've heard some filmers you know with big skate crews you'll have filmers and photographers and like i've heard like filmers if they're skating this trick for a video and the photographer snaps a, a photo of the pic, a photo of the trick. Uh-huh. They they won't let the photographer release the photo before yeah. the film comes out. Or if they do, it's used as like a promotional thing and like thrash. Yeah, it, it but, definitely has yeah. to be discussed between the two people. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's close out the show, Colin. Thanks again for joining. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Let's close out with uh, Cocteau Twins, 50-50 Clown.
Okay, goodbye. 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 See you next week.